Hello and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation seriously. We talk everything animation here, including Genlock, which we'll be getting into right now. I'm Andy Potter, and today I'm joined by Beatrice Murad. Hello. Alex Bonilla. Hola. And John McKenna. Hi, everybody. So today we're going to be talking about the sixth episode of season one of Genlock, The Only Me I Know. Uh, in this episode, uh, spoiler for this episode and all episodes before this one, so be aware of that. This podcast is explicit. We're going to be cursing, using bad words. But um, before that, you can find everything about this podcast at OverlyAnimated.com. You can subscribe to us on at, on iTunes at OverlyAnimated.com slash iTunes or on YouTube at YouTube.com slash OverlyAnimated. So yeah, we're going to be talking about the sixth episode here. It was a big episode. A lot of stuff happened. What are your What are your thoughts on this, Beatrice? I loved it. It's just, it continues the streak of like really solid episodes. Yeah. I, I don't know where I'd rank this. I still think, I think, what was it? I think it was episode, episode four, four, the one that was yeah. the best. I still think that's still the best one just in term, but this one, there's so much in it. There's, I love how we just get answers to things. We don't like, there's still, there's still mystery in the show, but big answers that were set up in the last episode don't get dragged out. They're the first thing we go and talk about in the show and we get answers to. Um, so I, I loved it. I, and there's so much there that we can continue talking about in terms of like what they're talking about in terms of the mind and what they're dealing with. Like there's just, there's so much. And, and more important, more important than anything, we get a moment between Kazu and Val and it's going to be amazing when we talk yes. about it. Oh, we're de- we're definitely going to be talking about that moment. Victorious. <laughs> anyway. It's very, it's a name. very great. We moment. need a, sh- we need a ship name is what I'm saying. I mean, Yazoo. Yeah. <laughs> no, we need a cooler one. Like, what is it? Isn't Yaz and 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 um and Val like Golden Cape or something? I don't know. Uh, it's some cool name, and I want a cool one for Kazu too. Yeah, there there need everyone needs cool ship names, but uh maybe maybe we'll think of something when we get to that scene because that scene is definitely something on the docket that I want to talk about. Uh, Alex, how did you like this episode? Uh, I uh, I continue to be very impressed by this show. I think that this definitely has an argument if you want to go with this being the best episode. I, I'm not sure if I'm there yet, but I, I, I could be easily convinced because the opening is very strong. The flashback sequence, it hits it hits hard based on the buildup we've done so far. The fact that it, it, this is only episode six and we already have gotten to a point where a, a major cat- catastrophic event has happened and you have enough emotional connection for this to feel like a very big deal like that 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 alone is very surprising that, that we've gotten here so quickly and so efficiently so i i really enjoyed that the fight the the fight sequences are, are pretty good especially the highlight being of course the kaz and and and, and deval fight the part, that whole like uh dance sequence dance. was very it's a yeah. dance yeah, yes. I, I didn't want to call it dance, but I guess it is a dance, right? And like that, that, that whole part was very artistically done. I, I appreciate, I appreciated that a lot in the middle of all the chaos going on. And, uh, yeah, more, more deep dives into the philosophicalness of it all and the, the immediate hit of characters potentially dying or disappearing for a, a period of time is going to be something that we'll have to dig into but so I, I think that this episode covers a lot of ground it's following the same um 
the same format that the previous episodes have done of like the first half is backstory slash character development and the second half is fighting i think that this is probably the best uh, one of the best executions of that so far in the show and yeah just a, a, all all in all uh, a, a great episode of gen lock and yeah uh it's exciting to to continue to be continuing down this road it's, it's exciting to watch a good show. I, I think that's yeah. what we're trying to get at. It's exciting watching a good show we weren't expecting to be quite this good. Uh, John, uh, how how did you like this episode? Uh, once again, uh, Genlock does another great job, and I agree with Alex. I think you can absolutely make the argument that this is the best episode of the series. Um, the fight scenes I thought were extremely good. Again, the the Val Kazu sync up was really great, and even the uh, the Yaz Chase non sync up added in a new dimension as well. Plus, the mech fights were great. But where this episode excels for me is the flashback and how they were able to integrate that soft music score and the and the and the backstory to it, which is itself a pretty sad backstory. And the way they were able to integrate both still shots, music. And it really created a very somber occasion that actually did that also played into how the finale went as well. And also Chase's Chase's identity related to himself and related to the rest of the team. So, yeah, they just did an amazing job of this episode. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah, this is uh, this is another great episode of Genlock. I agree with all of you. I I also agree that there is an argument for this being the best episode. I think I'm still in the camp that episode four is a little bit better than this episode, but that's just me being aware of my recency bias, and maybe as we finish the season, I'll think that episode six is the best. Because uh, this episode is really, really good. A lot of stuff happens. We get a lot of insight into Chase. We get into... Um, this, this is the sign of a good show for me, personally, that last week we had discussions about a topic, and this week the show talked about the specific things we were theorizing based on what we were talking about. Like, we went straight into, like, hey, Chase is not really Chase, but also he is Chase. And we also went into more identity stuff. And it was, I felt very vindicated for us talking about it. And it also felt just good that the show is going down these routes. Because there's a lot of stuff that happens this episode that is not, I'd say, not, not, it's not the obvious route to take with this. Because they kind of, they could have gone a couple of ways with clone Chase. And they kind of went a little less standard of a way with it. So I I think we're going to start there with clone Chase. Because I think that's the, big part of this non-fighting section, us learning about Chase's backstory in ways that he didn't know about, and uh, specifically that the robot they were fighting last episode and the episode and the robot in episode four is, for all intents and purposes, it's a version of Chase, the original version of Chase that was stolen by the Union. And he's, as, a, as far as I can tell, he's just been in this robot forever. And that's a pretty dark twist. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Yeah. It's pretty dark. It, it, it's darker than I was expecting. Did um, I don't know if we brought up this idea specifically last week, but we definitely put forward ideas like this last week of it, this being it. Uh, Beatrice, did did you like this the way they did the twist here? I I did, and there I in the back of my mind there had always been this tiny critique that I never wanted to make because it's Michael B. Jordan. I love him, and he is so good at what he does. So I never wanted to say it, but I had always thought that Chase, like, in in terms of his performance, he was very restrained, and he was sometimes, at times, very emotionless. Like, he was just very stoic, and, like, he just wouldn't have any energy in there, and I never understood why, and it was so small, because I was like, I, what's going on here? And now it all makes sense, because now I'm like, okay, 
all the like awkwardness with Chase when he's interacting with other people, his like his kind of lack of emotion, it it all falls into place because I'm like, oh well, he's a copy. That's why he's been he was basically his brain was basically a box for the longest time. So, and also it fits with the whole like I'm not. In, a, in my body so I'm also detached so there's that, that whole thing so it just it kind of made sense in that sense so I for it to solve that small little gripe I had with his performance and not just that but I just really there's so much there's so many places we could go like immediately when I when I saw this happen I thought oh okay so at one point we're gonna have like two twins come back and they're going to be on the right side and it's going to be like another like internal character drama and it's going to be so glorious if we go down that route. Yeah. Um, and there's also like, and I just found it really interesting how, um, he, Julian is what they call the original copy and Chase yes. is what we call the, the, the copy is called Chase and it's, Julian's the original. It's never which, explicitly stated on screen, but that no, is what they're doing. No, it's not. It's just done. And yeah. I to, and for me to pick up on that, I'm like, oh, I like this. And and I just think it creates this very interesting kind of drama that we'll see eventually. I don't know it, if Julian can be can be uh saved. And and then there is the entire question of like, okay, well then, say for instance, Chase Julian Chase's body. Can be restored. Yeah. Who's the one who goes into the body at this point? Like, who has, like, I, yeah. I'm thinking of it as if it were like a legal case, right? It's like, who's the one who has the right to this body between the two of them? And like, who is, who's, like, who has authority on who is Chase and who is not? And I just found that to be really exciting. And, and uh, I think, as John mentioned, that, that flashback sequence, like, I really, the way it was done so efficiently well, it was done, done so efficiently that I really felt for him. I really felt for Julian being left behind. And that does something to you. Like, like, and here's the thing. It's like, he almost dies. They give him a second chance. And even after that second chance, he's basically left for dead. He's been left for dead twice now. Like that is, that does a lot to your psyche. And not only that, but you're stuck in in a, in a robot for who knows how long. And And there's just this really, really great parallel between him and Chase in that, He's stuck in the robot. Chase is also like, he's, he can't really return to a bot. Like he doesn't have the mobility either. And it's just the different, the, the split in, in how they're both treated. And the more, the tragedy of it all is it's not that Julian doesn't know a life where he was treated well by even after, after everything. He does know that life. He had the good life in terms of like, oh, like even after everything, he was being treated with respect and now he's, under not. the union, he's not treated well. And I feel like that's even more traumatizing to have, to know yeah. what's good and to not have it than to always know what's bad and not know what's good, you know? So it's yeah. just, I don't know. There's just, Julian's a very tragic character and I'm going to hope to anything that I, I just wait, I just hope that there is a chance that he does get redeemed because I want him to be happy again. Yeah. And, 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 and it makes it interesting because he's like the chase that we're seeing is basically watching himself get mistreated in a sense it's like he know like he's he's seeing himself in a mirror almost and he's seeing what the union is doing to his original mind and it really does it's such an interesting it's such an interesting and unique way of going about this as well and it it does raise i mean and again it goes back to raising a lot of the ethical questions that we talked about previously with like dr weller and this the genlock program and the fact you can copy brains there's no like at least twice probably even 
more than that. So it really does become a, um, I think it raises a immortality questions almost where it's like, how many copies can you make of one mind to keep someone alive forever? But how does that mind like degrade or over time sort of kind of thing? Yeah. And I think, I think that's kind of nipped in the bud because it's implied that they need those physical brain cases yeah. to do it. Mm. So like there's a physical limitation to how many times they can copy it just because they need a thing to hold that brain. But I don't know if it's ever implied that like you can't just copy someone's brain a ton of times, or you can just make more cases. Yeah, yeah. That, that's what, that's what I mean though. They 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 didn't have the resources to make more cases, so they couldn't do that. But if they did, they probably I think they could just keep doing it. Yeah, and, and there's also oh, sorry, but um, there's also one little quick thing um, that John mentioned. I don't know if Chase sees himself sees Julian as a part of himself. Yeah, I feel like Chase sees himself as a separate entity. So like, and but that's interesting because it's the question of like, can the two selves form into one? Can they be melded together, or are they forever going to be two separate things? Is also worth considering. Yeah, I think I think this really does more than anything, more than anything so far, really ask the question: which of these people? is chase are both of them chase are is is one of them less chase than another person even though they're both come from the same set of memories it's it's a very interesting question yeah and i and i hope and i hope we dig into it a little bit more i hope there's either like a conversation between the two clones or whatever um oh sorry alex did, did you have something you, yeah well, well related to that I, I don't think that this episode um I don't think it makes clear that our chase is necessarily a degraded version of it. And I think it raises the philosophical question as well of like, if you separate a person at a certain moment and they begin having different experiences, at one, at what point do they have enough different experiences that they become different people? Yeah. Right. So like you have the case of him being that described as like restoring a backup. So you're just going to a, a, a point in the most recent access point you have. And then from there on, you have your good chase living on his life and you have that as the negative chase like uh, being used by the union sort of thing Uh, so like i the 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 interesting part about is that i don't think at least not yet that this episode that this show implies that the copy is necessarily a lesser version of it at all but just a a person with that's gone through different experiences from the one that got captured and so that that also will raise interesting questions later of like what if if this other chase can be recovered then can that person be like changed back and be enough enough difference that they can operate and make decisions on their own like that that's another thing as well like the idea of like uh, of free will and like deciding to uh, since this is now a mechanical person but like do, do does the uh, ideas of free will still apply at that point has he been br- brainwashed by the union since we still have no idea what the union is so there there are a lot of uh, questions that are opened about this and uh, just in general in terms of like the rollout of this reveal i just want to say that i appreciate the fact that we do it in one episode i think that that's a sign that genlock uh, believes its audience is smart enough to pick up on that from previous episodes yeah. and so it doesn't feel mm-hmm. the need to stretch it out so i i for one greatly appreciate that since i feel like other shows might have tried to stretch it out for a season or so before revealing oh it's a clone yeah we're really right. digging we're really moving quickly we're moving kind of at the pace of a mini series here but i don't mm. it doesn't it doesn't feel like we're not going to get more after this season it feels like yeah. this is a first season of multiple uh, yeah which is which is good i'm excited i want more of this show 
Um, but, also, but, oh, and, but to Alex's point, though, they are being incredibly efficient with yes. it too. No, they so, are, and, and that and that help. And when you have eight episodes, efficiency really does help. And I think they've really, it's really good. It's really tight writing. Yeah. yeah. And I also think um, we 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 skipped over a couple little chase moments here that I wanted to make sure we reference here before we move on. And that we we skipped over that the intro song of the show actually changed a bit this episode. The very end, when it flickers to show Chase in the tube, it flickers to show a burned, like, charred version of Chase instead. Oh, yeah. He's got, he's got like, a Terminator eye, right? Yeah. Like, it, red, it, red glowing. <laughs> it, it, it's almost as if, like, they're like, this is the real Chase. And it's like, it makes you, the li- watcher, go like, wait, is that the real Chase? Like, it makes you want to question, like, who is real, who deserves to be, re- to, to be like, considered as a real version of Chase, even. Yeah. It, it, it's very interesting. I mean, I think here's the thing. I think the show's been very efficient in already telling us the answer. Yeah. You know, by by telling us, like by saying, okay, one is Julian and one is Chase, by splitting those two names, I feel like it's already subtly telling us, like, look, they're two different people now. Like, this this is Julian. He this is what happened to him, and here's Chase, and this is how, and this is, and like, I don't know. I feel like we're going. I feel like the show and adding to its efficiency, it's just going to. It's not even gonna, I don't think we're gonna even get a conversation that's gonna clearly point out like, oh, you are this and I am this. It's just gonna be the way people are gonna be treating them. It's like one's gonna be referred to as Julian and the other Chase. Yeah, and I like that mm. because I don't think that, um, you need to have this full thing. It doesn't need to be laid yeah. out. And, but I also like that it's subtle enough that like, it still lets your audience think about it without the answer being just right. handed to them. Like, right. we still have to think about it. We still have to, process like oh they're talking about it this way so that must mean oh they are kind of different people and then you have to think about oh i guess that makes sense they have different sets of memories at this point it, it, it takes a couple of leaps from the audience to get there but it's, a, it's logical it makes sense right and then we also have this conversation right after the intro where we have chase talking to miranda which almost leads almost it leads directly into this conversation of chase and julian because she just re- i had never really processed it but she just calls chase chase which is kind of weird for the fact that this was his once girlfriend, was it who who uh, called him by? Uh, by I don't Julie? really because maybe they maybe at, on base and like because I'm assuming they met in that in like in the in the army. I don't know if it's army or navy. I don't know. I'm assuming it's, it's army or air force. I don't know, but whatever the military. Um, he they met there and maybe they initially were always referred to themselves as Chase. And well, he calls her Miranda, so I don't know. But maybe her her last name is like really really long. So he yeah. was just like, I'm just gonna eventually. But it, um, it maybe her name is Miranda Miranda. Yeah. <laughs> it it just feels like this makes sense for the story. Like she's calling him Chase because we have to have someone called Julian. That makes sense narratively. But I also think I do think it matters that she's calling him Chase here because I I, I don't know it yeah. feels important but it might well, just be that uh, uh, it, it might just be that it makes narrative sense for but does it, does, yeah well when you mentioned that you know this version's called Chase and the first version's called Julian it does become more important but we yeah. didn't know that at the time yeah. no 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 I mean, it, it's it's that's meta that Miranda could not have known is what I'm saying yeah. what it, what was in that first episode when we do when we have that those scenes before this even happens does she refer to him as Julian that's what or I'm trying to remember I don't him? honestly remember because that was over a month ago yeah 
I don't remember I, if she referred we, to We it. need a rewatch, guys. We need a rewatch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I, I think there's also a superficial explanation of just the fact that, like, she knows that this is, a, like, a hologram version. So she feels a little bit more detached than yeah. she would have before. Yeah, so, so, she like, goes so she's using by the, the name that everyone else calls him because he, she no longer feels any personal connection to this. Yeah, no, no, no. I definitely felt that. That's more what I was reading as before we got the clone reveal, Alex. And then I'm just kind of looking back on it a little bit differently, like... Mm. I guess I did really notice it that much because I've had an ex-girlfriend that just called me McKenna the whole time, so. That's, I mean, I've had people call me Potter, but that's just like. Uh, I'll say it one, one small demerit to this episode. Miranda continues to be a yeah. character that doesn't exist, really. Mm. She has this one, this one scene of like, hey, here are the theories that we've talked about. So what now, Chase, what do you think about these theories? So like there's that. And then there's like the one shot of them getting ready for the fight and she's just distracted because it's it's like evil Chase and she's not responding. There's like a five second shot of that. And that's it. So, like, yeah. I, don't, I don't know. Miranda's just not here. <laughs> it, it, it's yeah. very... I would say it was frustrating, but the fact of the ma- matter is we have other strong women in this show, and I think that yeah. kind of... Thing yeah. Like, like yeah. Miranda's just... Like, I think it was more frustrating at the beginning because we thought Miranda was going to be the only, like, lead woman in the show, but now we have Cam, and we have Valentina slash Val, we have Yaz, and we have the the Colonel. Like, we have all these characters that are... That are good, that are good characters that yeah. I like. But Miranda just is kind of just the same character she's been since episode two, essentially. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and her importance has kind of declined as the yeah, series gone on. Definitely. Well, I mean, granted, there's a lot of, um, like, for instance, uh, there's a lot of other characters who, I think his name is Miguel, the one who's voiced by Miles. Yeah, Miguel. He, yeah. He's also been the same character since the beginning, you know? So it's like, uh, at the same time, like, I'm like, even though, like, Miranda's obviously of more importance, I'm also also suggesting, like, there's like there's also like male characters who are not true who aren't that developed as well so it's kind of like like i think andy was is right in this in that like she is not the end-all be-all of the female representation of the show and i think that's why there i I, for instance for me i'm like allowed to be a little i'm i'm allowing myself to be more lenient because they're just so yeah they're others because i'm so interested in cammy and yaz and all that like i they they're they're fulfilling that need it's just that it, i think at the beginning of the show they promised us more with miranda and we're not yeah. getting it that's what and, 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 al- and also it's like the difference between miranda and miguel is miguel's kind of set up to be a side character to yeah. begin with miranda was set up to be a main character right, now right. become yeah. a side character because there's more there's other stuff to deal with too but so I, I think in the in, if we look back at the whole season as a whole i think miranda will be less frustrating because it'll be like okay this was the amount she was meant to have this whole season yeah. and and not just that but i do think and i think I mean, depending on whether or not she's alive. Um, yeah, well, yeah, there's um, also that. Depend, depending on that, I do also think that there are specific episodes dedicated to specific characters. And her yeah. main, the thing, the the problem with her, the pro, like the the issue is that her main episode was in the first episode. Yes. You know, that was her, that was the Miranda episodes, but they were the first episodes. Then we had the Cami ones. Like this one was a very chase heavy episode so it's kind of like well then i don't know if it's in this season or next season maybe we're gonna have a more miranda focus episode but because there's such a there's a big cast there is gonna have to be this kind of like we still haven't had a big kazoo episode so there is gonna be a more kind of um more there's gonna be a time and a place for more development for miranda and i'm i guess a bit more forgiving because there's still other like she did have a big episode yeah. and now it's just kind of all right we got to get others i others. think what's frustrating is that i agree with you that there are these 
the they they're really good at these like specific character episodes while also still having other characters be involved. Like Cammy's episode is great. Like we had Cammy doing all this stuff, but we still got moments with Kazu and Val and everybody else. I think but it's also I, because she's separated though, because she's not part of the Genlock team, which is the team we're yes. focusing on. So yeah, but, once we, if if she, if she joins, I don't know if she's gonna. I'm the more episodes go on, the less I think she's gonna be the one in the neck in the in the yeah. new mech. But you know, like maybe it, the more she incorporates herself with the Genlock team, then we're gonna have more more moments where even if it's not her main episode, yeah. she still will have more development. Yeah, and that and that was the my, moment. Her that was my chase. point. That like she had an episode, but like the problem is she's so she's just not integrated that she can't have moments when it's not her episode. Right. That's the problem. Yeah. And, and she, she's just in a different the, hierarchy. Yeah. And like my thing is like even if she's separated, but at least the characters that are separated have some kind of personality. Like even yeah. like the Miles Luna mm-hmm. character, he's kind I of. I do think she has personality group. though. I, That's I, a bit I, of a stretch to say she doesn't. I, I mean, I barely get anything from that performance. Like the uh, like you were saying, Michael B. Jordan was muted in a lot of these episodes, and I feel like the, the Dakota Fanning is in a similar place here. Like I don't really get any emotion from those scenes, and maybe it still has to do with the fact that so far. Her main thing has been the relationship with Chase and like that from the beginning never really landed. So we, we're kind of just waiting for something else to go, go on with Miranda for maybe to give her more opportunities. But yeah, like, I, I don't know. There's just so, something about that character is bothering me in terms of its lack of usage because I feel like there is other things you could yeah. do with her. Yeah, there is, there way. is a, there is an interview she did, uh, Dakota Fanning did about Genlock and she didn't mention that she got to scream and yell and do some stuff. And I don't know if that we got enough of that in the first episode. So maybe there's going to be more later. Maybe. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm expecting yeah. at least one. It could just be like there's a final fight, though, and that could just be it. Yeah. 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 But, and, um, and, we'll see. and maybe on a meta level, it's you kind of do hope that because Dakota Fanning probably doesn't come cheap. So. Yeah. I, I, I'm just more just. I think we need more Miranda. But at the same time, now that we've talked about all this stuff we need Miranda to do. I would just rather have like a Kazu episode before her. It, that, that's what's so like frustrating. Yeah, there, there are more I mean, interesting characters out there. Yeah, that's I'm what I mean. I'm just saying, but also I'm just saying like she already had her episode, so it's completely understandable to want to have an episode for a character who hasn't had their episode. Yeah, it, it's just like I think she needs the most work, but I also just want other characters to have more story. Like I, w- I'm gonna be so excited when we get our Kazu episode because they're like building oh, yeah. up to it. They're building up to it very clearly here. I'd lo- I'd love a Kazu episode. But um, I'm telling I- you, I she is going to ha- she's gonna end up being this great character, and I'm gonna laugh at y'all. No, no, no. I believe you, Beatrice. I just don't think there's time in these eight episodes. Oh no, no. There's not yeah. gonna be. This is gonna be like a season two, season three yeah. story arc. Season she's ten, gonna... eleven, twelve. Okay. You know, they're just. Uh, let, let's, uh, let's end off this Chase clone talk, or at least this specifically the way we've been talking about it, with the thing where he met with Weller before the flashback. He met with him, and we have this conversation about, well, first we have an RVB reference, uh, which is stupid. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't pick it up. Well, well. Uh, Weller just says, you ever wonder why we're here, which is the first line of their, of Rooster Teeth's very first show. I've never seen Red versus Blue. <laughs> but it's fine. The point is that they just threw in a line and it kind of just sticks out. But, um, to me at least. Uh, but that's just fan service, it's whatever. But, um, but Weller and, Weller mentions that he can copy people, essentially. So, copying brains is possible. We kind of touched on this a little bit. I think this is kind of another Chekhov's gun waiting to happen. I a think what? A Chekhov's gun. It's like when you set up so that something exists so you can pull it out for a meaningful moment yeah. later in the show. I think, oh, I think okay. we took this chance to explain it 
while we're talking about Chase, so that we can also use it again in the future, specifically maybe with a Weller backup or something like that. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, like, I didn't uh, think of a Weller backup. Yeah. Well, also, like, in an earlier episode, he makes the offhanded joke of, like, hey, hey I've tried to clone myself. So oh, like, yeah. So, like, you know, and, it, and, it, and, it, and, there's and, enough set up already for that yeah. to happen. Yeah, I have a feeling the robot, his robot's going to be have a well, Weller backup inside it. That's yeah. what the Omega Protocol is. Yeah. Yeah, that would make sense. And also, um, I feel like if there's anyone who is, like, mentally prepared to be 100% okay with a clone, it would be Weller. Yeah. Like, being, you know, like, it being like, I understand everything that it takes, and I think clones are equal to human. Like, he might, he's like, I feel like his mind is, I don't know, progressive is the right word in this in this context, but, like, he, I feel like if there's anyone who's, like, 100% chill with it, it would be Weller. And I also hmm. think that he would under, be able to understand, like, hey, my real body's dead. I'm fine with this. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, it, it's interesting. I think that I, I'm kind of convinced that's where we're going to go with it. It makes sense in my head that they wouldn't want to just kill David Tennant. Like, yeah. we need more Dave Tennant. Uh, but we'll see. We'll still see. We, we might not be going that path. Uh, but uh, is there anything else you guys want to talk about in this beginning section before we get into, like, the big fight? Because the rest of the I episode mean, is just a fight. I mean, I will say, though, the, the only risk in – because there's also the question of whether some people are alive in the later in, – in the fight, if they survive the fight – um, is if if death becomes something that you can escape so easily, I'm just worried that we're gonna constantly be questioning whether someone's truly dead, and then what? Like I don't know. I'm just scared that the like, meaning of it's yeah. gonna get lost. It's, 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 it's it can get over. It can get overused. Yeah. So that's the only thing because we already had Chase escape death twice. Twice. Yeah. We've had um if, if Weller escapes death, and then not just Weller, but then the entire base or the majority of that base. Like, I want Miranda and I want the Colonel to survive, but at the same time, it's like, okay, but then whoever dies then is the question. Yeah, like, we don't want a Marvel situation where yeah, we, we know don't. that no one ever dies. We don't. And, but I think for their, in their defense, Chase, all, Chase being cloned and not dying is, was very emotional and very impactful. Yeah. And I think Weller may not be as impactful as Chase, but I think that there is a little bit of a different weight there for the mentor character surviving. No, yeah, that's, that's why, but I mean, I do think, that's why I was like, there, it would make more sense for Weller to, to yeah. I'm not saying Chase is, is and, going to die. I, I feel like it's Weller that's gonna, I, I, I was a little, like, sad, mad at myself. I was like, oh my god, why didn't I ever, like, think that, of course he's gonna yeah. die, he's the mentor. Yeah, <laughs> but I think the thing is that, um, I think they also might limit it to be like, if you're Genlock compatible, you can be cloned or whatever like you need right, to be able to right. sync with this stuff so that does limit like us being able to save everybody right right right, right. Well, but again um, as we said the more the most developed ones tend to be the ones that are genlocked yes. the, and the genlock team so it's like if people that aren't in genlock aren't developed enough and they die are we going to care as much is also not really yeah work. exactly and then there's the whole age out program type yes. thing too but that's but that's, that's long of all that, that that could that i i imagine that someone's going to have like their last Holon thing at some oh, point. Oh, that's what he said. Yeah, the old, yeah, whoever the oldest one is. Yeah, but um, we'll get to that. So let's let's move on to the base attack because there's two sections of this. There's the attack outside in like the desert, and there's an attack inside the base. And where, sorry, the Union are attacking the Anvil. Like they're coming in, they're on the offensive, and it's pretty scary. There's a lot of uh big crab robots, big spider robots here to attack. And uh I think the biggest things here before we get to the amazing, amazing. Val Kazu scene. Uh, mm-hmm. We have Chase come flying in and fighting his his coming in to fight Julian, and this is this incredible like it, it goes oh. it has multiple phases like they start hitting each other against walls and like Chase starts flying and gets some 
jets to help him fight. Like it, it, it's a very mobile and dynamic fight scene. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. I, I think this scene was the one that this this part of the fight worked the best for me because it was the longest, maybe. Um, mm. Alex, how did you how did you like this fight scene? Um, I thought it was fine. Um, it kind of blended into the rest of the scene for me. It, it didn't really stand out as much. Um, I will say the the one thing that stood out to me is uh, we didn't really talk about how like the intro was basically uh, the anti chase walking in and like giving a speech to the uh, yes, to the, yes. the the um the Weller and the general about like how he wants to copy and stuff. And also like there's a detail thrown in there like why do I hear new voices in my head? Yeah. So like a, another like uh, another uh, hint. At following from the episode with Cammy where like he's also like saying things that we've already seen in the show perhaps uh, implying that there's still like some kind of background connection between that chase and our chase that yeah. like he's still active so I like that we're still keeping that detail around for the future when we realize that like perhaps that that's how they're being able to be followed or something because this anti chase still has this kind of connection to them. I I guess it's still in play that they meld their brains together and they just become one brain. Like that. Yeah. Could, like that if, could... if if we like extend that idea and it's like, hey, if you are if you're already sort of connected to me, then why don't we just do it all the way, sort of thing? Yeah. That that that's an interesting idea. Like have have Nega Chase, or have Julian mixed with Chase, and then they can both have a body. Also, I'm curious about why Chase wouldn't, because when Chase said, Chase denied, yes. So I'm like, maybe there's a fear because Chase isn't linked to a body, or like, I don't know, maybe there's like, there's a restriction with Chase, or maybe he's, I don't know, it's interesting. I'm, yeah, I I feel like, hmm. I also I also fear Beatrice, like, in that same similar vein, that when someone tries to meld with Chase, they might meld with Julian yeah. as well. Right. Like, that yeah. might be what happens. And maybe Chase doesn't know that he's melding with Julian, but on a subconscious level, he is. Yeah. And that's kind of why Chase rebuffed Yaz, maybe. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. interesting. Because I think this episode really, I think more than any other episode, really showed why the melding was so good. Like, it's very hmm. impressive. It's almost Steven Universe-esque in the way yeah. it works. Like, I was very surprised at how they portrayed it. Uh, so let, let's move on to that, because I think the Val Kazu scene was probably my favorite sequence of the entire episode. Oh, man. It was very yeah. beautiful, it was very mm-hmm. fun, and it was pretty gay. Um, <laughs> oh, yes, it was. <laughs> because Wait, Valentina... Uh, Wait, hold on, hold on. Gay? How? Um, <laughs> did you not see that? It oh, was right. So short, short. Oh, the short hair, the short... She's short hair now, okay. Yeah, Valentina... Yeah, Valentina... It's Val, okay, got yeah, it. Yeah, Val... Right, Val... Like, merged with Kazu, and then they did a dance fight scene with some robots, and it was very cool. Uh, Beatrice, I know you were really excited about this. Okay, what are your well, thoughts? I, I first want to start off by saying how beautiful the juxtaposition of them, the silence of their minds in yeah. ju- juxtaposed against the chaos of the battle. It, like, that to me, just in terms of sound and also in terms of visual, it's just the calmness in the middle of, like, a war, it, a battlefield is just so lovely yeah and there's just this like the from the very moment that that val appears and does this like bow like this yes beautiful bow. I mean, it, it, for me yes you mentioned that it's like very reminiscent of steven universe but something that also is that is in, that steven universe has been influenced by it reminded me a lot a lot of revolutionary girl utena it's mm. just this beautiful it was this beautiful dance and it was just this like there were like there was they share this moment where kazu is just kind of like Oh, like, oh, I trust you. Like, yeah. oh, and then at the end, 
they're like uh, uh Val kind of like it, it's like about, like about to fly away in a way like it's floating by the time like you leave oh my god it's just all of it the way it was choreographed the way it all happened it just it was just so beautifully done and it was just so intimate all the, yeah. not just this but all the moments we have with these with with them in this empty space in their minds is there's just they're so vulnerable and intimate that to me it just when we because i am so certain that julian is going to violate that that yeah. trust that relationship. Mm. there's going to be a moment where that's going to be violated and it's going to be so heart-wrenching when it happens because this is such a peaceful space and it's i mean it's it's someone at their most vulnerable it's their mind completely it's just your there. Mind. It's just it's, their mind completely there for you. someone to embrace or even I, attack. So yeah, yeah. So for me, it's like it it, it showed that there. I'm just saying, like Kazu and Val slash Valentina. It's it's a thing. It's gonna happen. I am so on this ship. I am Start, the captain. It's a, it's I, a very so you're, good you're, ship, you're gonna have to create the name for it though. Oh man, I okay. Give me a second. Um. <laughs> But yeah, and it's just, it's, it's, I don't know, and there was just this electricity there of both there of them, was. just completely in sync and, with each other. And I don't know, I'm, I'm curious to see how, um, Kazu's gonna react to this afterward, after having such an intimate experience, or is Kazu gonna be like a little freaked out? Cause Val slash Valentina has been always like, real, rolls with the punches, you know? It's just like, all right, I'm real, I'm down for this, I dig it. Whereas yeah. Kazu's been a bit more like kind of, um, restrained. So I'm interested yeah. to see how, how uh that leaves the, the impact that leaves on him yeah um, and I, I think that's my favorite part of this is that you kind of touched on it, is that i really like the consent factor of it like like yeah. val makes very sure before they start like this is what we're doing we're doing this and then as soon as it happens like it just doesn't stop it's really it's really interesting sorry i and, think i cut off uh, one and, of you, John. and they're like and they're like right in sync too yes. almost from the get-go which is great um and actually and sort of piggybacking on beatrice on what beatrice said this reminds me a lot of of like Montium fights, for example, because one of the things a lot of people credited him with in the early days of Ruby, and I think RVB as well, was that the fights told a story. And that's the one thing I loved about this mech fight, why this might be my favorite mech fight, at least of the series, because there was a lot of, you know, storytelling elements in there. There's a lot of character elements and emotion elements. It wasn't just mechs beating each other up like you saw you know, Val and Kazu there. You had Chase and Yaz on their end as well. And you saw, and it sort of played out in the fight as well, like just how everything flowed. You had the flow of the Val-Kazu bot. You had the sort of more self-independent, more sort of grittier, just classic punch-up of Chase. And I think that played into the mental aspects really well. And it really did tell this great story through the fight. It was very good. And I think, for me, when I think of that, like, I... Monty, like, when I think of Monty, I think of, like, these dance scene type fights. Yeah. Like, people are mm. just dancing through the battlefield, and this is literally that. And I don't, I, I don't want to, like, put words in Gray's mouth or anything like that, but it, this feels like it, 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 whether subconsciously or on purpose, it feels like it draws from a similar place that Monty did to make a lot of his fights. It's very fluid, and people are working together in both metaphysical and physical ways, and it's very fun to watch. Uh, mm. Alex, did you have anything to say about this? Um, I guess I'll just pointing out the detail as well that it's been interesting to see that Val has been the one to initiate a lot of these mind melts because yeah. also I think she was the one who like reached out to Cammy in a in a previous fight as well. So like uh, it, it's interesting to to see like who takes the initiative in these kind of of, of new situations for these people. 
And uh, yeah, just the the back and forth between watching this like sword fighting on ice and then like the robots fighting was a, a very enjoyable experience. So the the choreography was very excellent. And and yeah, I mean, I I, I do think we we mentioned previously like this is a setup to Kazu eventually getting an episode. And I, I do wonder if that that's one way we can dive into like perhaps the, his. Like if he has struggles with other with letting other people into his mind, sort of thing. Like what's going on there? Uh, there, there there's some opportunities to to build on this. So I, I appreciated this aside in the chaos of the whole Vanguard fight. Yeah, this was a very nice aside, and I think it leads very nicely into our next topic, which is Yaz trying to melt with Chase. Yaz asks yeah. to and Chase, and we kind of talked about this a little bit, but Yaz just or Chase just doesn't want to do it. Chase is very scared of doing this, and. I think he has a right to not want to. Like, I don't think there's yeah. anything wrong with that. It's a very personal thing. It's a very, um, it, it, yeah, it's just very personal. Like, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I do think that he has more walls up than he needs to, though, at this point. Well, he does, but does he, though? Because, like, he has, because he's still going through this whole two minds, two brains type thing. Yeah. And that, and you, you saw Miranda, how she was distracted as well. I mean, it makes sense that he would be, if not more so. Yeah, no, I think what, what I'm trying to say is I think as character wise, I sympathize with why he doesn't want to do it. But narratively, I see, yeah, Chase, you can you can work through this. You need to work past these walls like it's I'm fighting my meta, like reading the narrative and mm-hmm. in character like this is sympathetic. Yes, I get why he doesn't want to do it. But um, uh, an- another angle here is that um, we're reminded in the beginning of this episode that Yaz and Chase have known each other the longest of the yeah. Genlock people because Yaz is like, hey, the, the doctors earned our trust. Uh, or, we, we owe our lives to him sort of thing. And so then when you get to this moment where it's you, you, you'd have to think that this is something that they've gone through before where yeah. Yaz tries to like get Chase to accept and it doesn't work. So like now in the middle of this fight, he's denying again. So it, it, it adds a, a layer of tragedy to it the fact that these two people who have known each other the longest still are don't trust each other enough to be able to go through with it i I think this could be leading actually this could be leading into either a kazu or a yaz episode because like i could see yaz being very hurt by this because she sees all these new recruits just doing it instantly and she's like chase why aren't you why aren't we doing this like do you not Mm -hmm. trust me because it Mm -hmm. feels like yaz very much is concerned about people trusting her, trusting her that she's not union anymore, and I feel like that might come into play next episode. And and at, and at the same time, uh, Weller had that really sort of personal moment with, with her when she when he said goodbye too. So that could be something worth it. That's def- I think that's something worth exploring too. Like you know, how is she union? What did she do in the union? Why did Weller want yeah. her to bust her out, for example? Yeah. yeah. It, there, there's a lot here, and there's a lot again. There's a lot of balls in the air, and I'm not sure which ones we're gonna hit first. But we'll uh we'll definitely find out next week on that. But um we still have one more section I want to talk about, and that is after this fight scene we see Cami and Kazu and Val doing some cool stuff in their mechs. Like nothing like insane besides the Val Kazu uh melding their brains thing, but they they're doing some little things along with uh the rest of the team with Miranda and everybody. And uh then the union breaks into the base and they have to run back and fight in their human bodies to protect their bodies and the robots. I think this might be the weakest sequence of the sh- the episode, personally. I think it has a couple of good moments, like they find the party, uh, and they uh, hide with Cammy's like, illusion thing. But overall, I think this section moves a little bit more... 
I don't know. This section is probably the most predictable of all of them, I guess I'd say. I mean, yes, but I also think, I mean, it's, it's the question of, I think the, the problem that it is kind of, it's because we're kind of in a limbo here because we yeah. don't know if any of these things are going to stick. So we don't know if Weller is actually gone until next, we won't know until next episode. Yeah. Or like until like we figure out did he clone did he copy his mind or not like we don't know that yet and we also don't know if everyone that sat everyone at the base is gone or not by the union are they being held hostage yeah. or are they actually being like was that the death of them so I think the reason it feels kind of stilted is because of that is because we don't know but I do think the those moments of 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 sacrifice or like well Weller's moment of sacrifice and then at the end when they we that realization that oh no we actually didn't win they're yeah. all going to they're, the, they're, something they're all bad is happening um I do think those those beats were hit very well. I mean, yeah. when Weller said, like, you're not getting my kids, like, come on. Like, that yeah. was... Just... Well, no, no, no. When I say weakest, I <laughs> say weakest of this episode. Like, this episode's good. Like, it, yeah, it, yeah, it, yeah, it can still yeah. be good, but be the weakest. But no, yeah. So I think I think this is just, like, the fault of it being, like, alright, well, this is still a continuous series, yeah. and this is where we stop, and then we go to the next one. I, I, think, I, what think, makes, I, think, yeah. I think what makes it feel weakest for me is that, like, other episodes, like, we've been talking, we, we have been very good at not, not predicting, but understanding what is going to be talked about next week, like, in general. Like, we understood kind of just through our conversation, like, it makes sense for Cammy to have an episode next week, and she did. We were worried that she wouldn't, but she had an episode that week. And then and then the previous week, we were like, hey, we need to talk about this clone thing. Like, this is just, like we, we had assumed, like, that clone stuff was just, like, there for viewers who were digging in deep. But no, we talked about it immediately this week, along with copying memories and stuff like that. Like, I really like that we've been able to understand where the show's going, and this is the first time I feel kind of rudderless. I don't know which... And that's not bad. I'm just saying it means that I don't know which of these things that happen at the end of the episode are actually hooks for next week. I don't know well, which I, things we have to look out for. Yeah, I don't know if we've talked about this enough, but it's crazy that this is episode six, yes. and it feels like it could pa- pass as the season finale. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like your, your whole base of operations has been destroyed, and like yeah. you, you have a giant reveal that, like, hey, your main leader it actually exists as a clone. Like, these are all, like, big things, and I, we're, like, still in the middle of the season. Yeah, I think, yeah, honestly, you could Alex, cut that I, off right there, and it would have been like, wow, that's a great season yeah. finale. And no, now, I think this episode might work left. better as a season finale, to be honest. Like, I think I would accept this ending a lot more as a season finale right yeah yeah because um, a lot of bad stuff happens yeah yeah i mean there, there is the you know there is going to be you're going to have chase and mourning they're going to probably think that they're not unless unless very immediately is it's made clear that they have miranda under hostage um or something like chase is going to be in mourning for her and for his old team I, and his old life i think it's possible um, that negative or julian keeps miranda safe oh yeah totally i'm like oh julian's gonna like do i want her to be a damsel in distress no because maybe like she'll escape on her own but also like here here's the thing it's like will julian be the one who goes who gets that new mech or will they figure out that miranda's actually like force miranda into the mech and it's like yeah. oh god but she's not compatible well what does that mean yeah that, that, that last mech is still a giant Chekhov's gun it keeps yeah. getting built they keep adding stuff to it like it's gonna happen this season yeah. I, I i've seen the theory that like that guy who they said was was aged out like he's part of the group there they might use mm, him maybe. in the whole on that uh, i think it's leon that guy yeah yeah, yeah. oh maybe uh, he's gonna be the first death you know he's gonna yeah. do it and then he's gonna like 
lose the uptime. I don't know, something with the uptime goes wrong or something because he was too old, but he still managed to hold off for some X time. I don't know. I'm just theorizing. Um, but yeah. Yeah, there's there there's a lot of interesting stuff we could go here. There there is um I'm not quite sure who's gonna die, who's gonna be the sixth uh sixth pilot, and it's gonna be exciting to see where we go. I don't know what we're gonna do for two episodes now, because we have the Holons pretty much alone now. We don't have Weller, assumedly. We don't have any command structure. Is this are we just gonna be leading into more of a free form type deal? Like the the characters are just gonna try to do their best on their own. Like, I don't know how well that's going to work, though. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's going to be tricky. I And also, I, I don't know. Well, I mean, we do, we must assume that some people did escape, right? Yeah. We, like, some of the, of the, of the, of, of, of the base did end up leaving. And, and I assume so. there's more Vanguard that exists, that Anvil isn't the only yeah. base, but it feels like this is one of the biggest bases for the Anvil. Totally. Or, or big, biggest totally. bases for the Vanguard. Which I mean, is who knows? Be tough. Who knows? Maybe we're we're just gonna get a big introduction to more characters in, in like setup. Yeah. My biggest worry is that because at least in Ruby, I've noticed that usually they have a good big episode, but th- then there's like two more episodes after it, or yeah. like an episode after it. So it, it never ends strong, even though there's a moment that they could have cut it off and it would have ended strong. Yeah, and I think it's I think we've talked about this before on the Ruby podcast where it's like it feels like they kind of do it like Game of Thrones, where like the second to last episode's great. Or this big moment, and then they do denouement in the last episode. And that can work very well, as Game of Thrones, early Game of Thrones showed. But it means that you have to la- stick the landing really well. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and I'm not saying they can't. I'm just saying that's what they're setting themselves up for here. They have to stick the landing really well. The, and, and they have two episodes to do yeah. it, though. Yeah, that's, yeah, like, that's, yeah, that, that 50 me, minutes. Yeah, but two, two episodes makes me think there's more action to come. Like, we're not mm. just doing denouement here. Like, there's yeah. going to be another chase julian fight or we're gonna have another fight with the union like or union backstrokes we still don't know much about the union it feels like we need a yaz episode in these two so we get background on the union i mean i think that would make sense and also i feel like yaz is going to be the one who's going to know how to infiltrate the union yes so she's gonna if i feel like we are going to go back and save someone yeah that's a good point like the, the the season finale could just be us going to the union to save Miranda or something. Yeah. And, pos- and secretly to save Julian as well. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's 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 a lot of little things we can do here. I think there's a lot less just cuz there was so much fighting, there's a little bit less philosophical stuff to talk about, which is always fun with you guys. It's always fun talking about identity um, with you guys. Uh, I'll I'll just say uh, one benefit to the ending is that this episode didn't separate our main cast. And I think that that's something other shows may have done with with this kind of finale where, like, they go their separate ways for various reasons. But they're still stuck together. And I think that that's the strongest piece of the show, that they've developed that chemistry. So now away from the structure of the Vanguard, we get to see them, you know, hang out in different ways. And I think that there's fun to be pulled out of that no no there definitely is and i definitely like that it feels like it feels like they're very aware of what works in their other shows which is a good part of rooster teeth like all their shows like they communicate between them and i think they're aware like hey this works if we keep the team together because people like the team and they and, and they must have known while writing it like hey this is working really well like i think we're getting things across really well and so they just kept the team together at this point maybe they were gonna separate them but just this team is fun. Like, I really am attached to all the Holon pilots, and I mm. hope we get to see them together. Like, obviously, it's fun seeing them pair off and stuff like that, but we're not separating them from everybody ever. Yeah. Right, yeah. 
And it, it, it's too early to even think about really separating yeah, like, out anyway. That's like, if you're going to do that, that's like season three, four, yeah, five, six. Yeah. yeah. Obviously, obviously, there is narrative reason to separate characters from the group. But I'm just saying yeah. that right now does not feel like the right time. We're still growing in their relationship. In, in We're still getting a foundation for the relationships between them. And I don't think that's a time to mix it up. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Is I, I guess that I guess we can just start wrapping up then, um, and we can start talking about either theories or any last thoughts you have. So Beatrice, is there anything we missed here that you wanted to talk about? Um, I think well, one the biggest pet peeve for me in this episode was when uh when Val slash Valentina throws the knife at this at the Union soldier mm-hmm. and it falls and she runs past them, and then they don't pick up their knife. Oh my God, Beatrice! They don't. I was like, dude, you. This isn't a video game where you have unlimited amounts of knives. Well, no, it's it, the I, opposite of that. It is a video game. She needs to pick up the knife. Like when I throw a throwing knife, someone needs to loot it. Do. It's pick up. Like they had the shot ready. I was like, please pick up the knife. Please pick up the knife. And they, nope, just ran past it. And I was just like, yeah. dude, you have limited resources. You need to respect what you have. <laughs> yeah. And no, it, it, worse than the knife. They left a perfectly good cake in the debriefing room. Yeah. I mean, how do? Uh-huh. Like, I take a piece for the road. But um, I will say though, theory, the unions in Miami. <laughs> there. Oh my God. It's there. It that's yeah. It's gonna be like, look, they were in Calle Ocho. Like that's where we gotta go. Like that's it. That's where we're gonna learn. I'm sticking by that. It's been one episode. We're already on reruns with the theories. <laughs> yeah. No. No. Uh, Beatrice is empowered by the listeners. Uh, they give trolling. me strength. Yeah, no, they're <laughs> memeing right back at you, and so it's uh, it's it's this wonderful cycle of just yeah, no, the I, I, listeners, you should know, the more you meme at us, the more we meme back. It's just how the world works. It's it's an infinite it's an infinite meme loop. Yeah. Yes. Uh, infinite meme loop in Miami where I'm sun tanning. <laughs> All right, moving on, Alex. Do you, anything else you want to add to this? Um, in the flashback, there is another very obvious ship of Theseus writing. Yes. I, I feel like we had that in a previous episode. Well, so uh, what? Just kind of, ship well, of what? Ship of Theseus. It was like in big letters on one of his screens, um, one of the, the doctor's screens, and it was also on one of his screens in a previous episode. It's a philosophical thought experiment about if you replace all the pieces of a ship, then is it still the same ship, sort of thing. Yep. So it's just funny that they, like it's again like the it's the philosophical theme, but I think like this is the most obvious like hey in your face, hey this is what we're talking about, guys. Yeah, like, but they never call a character hasn't they, called it out yet. Yeah, they haven't said it. They just, just like keep putting it in big block letters on screen yeah yeah so like it's it, it's funny it's re- it's like the most thing. it's the weirdest thing like is this show or is this tell i'm not sure i'm really not sure yeah so it, that and uh miles luna's character says vamanos yeah so that, that was our Spa- that yeah, was our spanish vamanos, let's go yeah that was that was good yeah <laughs> john do you have any final thoughts here Um. I, I've learned now ship of Theseus and Chekhov's gun. So yay. I now know other terms. All right. Awesome. <laughs> A good thing. There's no Schrodinger's cat though. I mean, it's never too early. It's never too late for Schrodinger's cat to show up. It's quantum. That's a, that's a sci-fi uh, mainstay. But anyways, uh, it was fun. Have, talking. We, have we discussed call signs yet? Oh, 
we did not discuss the call signs. Did you want to talk about yeah. them, Alex? So on the party banner, they have their reveal of call signs. We have Val as Wraith, Yaz as Huma, Chase as Chaser. Oh, come on. Kami as Tritz, and Kazu as Shogun. So. Oh, uh, come on. Not Shogun. Yeah, yeah. That's so, so I, on the nose. Come on. Okay, that's Cam, a call sign for four. Cammy as Fritz because it's a bunny. Bunny. Uh, <laughs> Chase is Chaser. Like, like, like features. Call signs are supposed to be stupid and obvious. That's the point. They're supposed to be <laughs> obvious. Okay, like, if Kazu was the one who named himself Shogun, then okay. But, like, they, technically he didn't name himself that, did he? The Val as Wraith is a good is call, a yeah, call Yeah, that's solid. Place. That's yeah, solid. But like the the other the Chase, Kami, and Kazu are bad. <laughs> no, I think Kami's pretty good considering how young she is. I think it's pretty yeah. good. And Kami would appreciate it. I'm just saying, like, oh, no, I no. feel like Cam- okay. I feel like Kami should have been the one to give them call signs. It's my thing. I feel like Kami should have yeah. been the one. Well, here's the thing. I think Kami would have uh, been very upset with being called tricks, but then uh, secretly loved it a lot. <laughs> So I'm just saying, look, I'm just saying it may not stick. You know, these guys are dead, yeah. so maybe they won't be they won't be calling them. But they that. also might call themselves that like out of memory or something. Oh like, no. I do think this is a nice moment. Like I do I think this is a good I'm glad we brought it up again. Like I do think this is a good moment in the episode. Like it's very short. It it's very tight storytelling where we have this moment earlier where they're like, Hey, I we should have a party and they're like, No, we're gonna go have a briefing and they come there like, Oh, it was a party. Like it was very short. We didn't stay on it for longer than we needed yeah. to, but it did hit home that, hey, these people are friends and at some level they enjoy each other's company and it was it makes it harder than now knowing that most of them are dead. Yeah. And, well, and, and, Kaz- and Kazu feels bad. So that's yes. nice. Yeah. Yeah. We need we need more Kazu uh we yeah, just character do. development. We do. We we need a lot more of it. But um did you ever think of that uh ship name, Beatrice? <laughs> Um, I don't know. I don't know, like Purple Vanguard or something. I don't okay, know. Okay, you're um, useless. We're moving on. Uh, <laughs> what would our call sign be? Do you think? Oh no, we're not. We can't. I can't do this off the top of my head, John. Ah, this is not dang. happening. We maybe next week we'll have call signs ready. <laughs> what, what is about... pur- what is purple and red? Like what is purple and red? Maroon. Hmm. No, no, but like what? Like what things are like purple and red? Hmm. Plums and cherries. Plums and cherries, that's the name. <laughs> I'm moving on. We're we're gonna well, end let me the episode go for, now. for dancing swords. No, I like plums and cherries better. It's cute. Nah. I, I'm moving <laughs> I'm moving on now. Thanks everybody. Um oh I actually have to end the I actually have to end it though. I can't just say like bye everybody. <laughs> we're done. I mean we <laughs> We can, you can find out everything about this podcast at OverlyAnimated.com. Join us on Discord to text chat about animation at OverlyAnimated.com slash Discord. And you can support us via Patreon at Patreon.com slash OverlyAnimated. Thanks to all our current patrons, especially our patron of the podcast, Alex, Alec, a.k.a. Frozone. And thanks, as always, to our patron executive producers, John, Ryan, Steve, Alex, and Hugh. Uh, anything else coming up soon, you guys? I know there's possibly a how to train your dragon 3 pod coming up there's we just had dragon prince coverage uh anything else you guys can think of um no awesome (laughs) cool glad i threw it to you guys thanks for listening guys (laughs) we'll see you next time bye bye take care